A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what it's about, any conversation is not for nothing. Hello and welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson and today I am with the guest that I've been waiting for four years to have on my show, the one and only Samantha Jones, not the PR person from Sex and the City, but the improv maven from New York City. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. Thank you for coming on. Like this has been like, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, but like a few years ago, I wouldn't even ask you because I was like, this podunk little show she's working she's got her stuff to do but then it was actually you who were like no sell your soul like you have to you have to go out there and sell your spoils on the street get anybody you want on the show that's right yes oh I love it and I love talking to you so oh yeah like you and I can talk for hours exactly we probably will at some point I'm gonna have you back um but how's everything going great it's hot as Hades where I am it got hot here too it got really like yeah. hot all of a sudden like real humid and mm-hmm. um you know we decided obviously during COVID we built a garden and we're now growing vegetables and mm-hmm. you know I've sort of looked at this thing like look this takes too long <laughs> You know, you plant you plant a bunch of vegetables and you know, I mean, when do they when do they actually when when do you eat them? Like the middle of July right. and then then it's winter and it's done, you know? So I'm a little like over yeah. it, but whatever, I'm watering those now as we speak. <laughs> well, you have had the most like you like in the early days of COVID, like I remember cuz I moved to my new apartment, which I just moved to another new apartment because, you know, I moved twice in COVID because I can't sit still. Um, I remember Ethan and I just moved to the new apartment and we were like, this is nice. And Ethan was like, look at Sam Jones, though. And you were like, just like wandering around your property, looking at pretty flowers, laying in a hammock, drinking lemonade. I'm like, yeah, she's killing it. She's really <laughs> killing the game of COVID. I'm telling you, it's easy when you have a backyard. Yeah, you know? that's it. it it is. I mean, what you know, it's like, and also, I don't really have a problem with not seeing people either, which, no, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm like, like, you know what? This is fine. <laughs> you know, I'll just entertain myself. Well, honestly, yeah, it was like, oh, wow, there's a world pandemic. I don't have to do all these acrobatics to figure out how I'm not going to go to your event. <laughs> right. Like, pandemic. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> so, Can't make it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not <laughs> vaccinated. Right. But um, yeah, this week I'm. I'm a little like I'm foggy because <laughs> to, I'm sore. I'm very sore. And I'll tell you why. Two days ago, I decided to start doing intermittent fasting. Ugh. And oh, no. yesterday, the first morning I was doing intermittent fasting, I've talked about it on the show a lot. I'm doing vaccination for the city of Los Angeles, helping them to vaccinate, yada, yada. So I'm at my vaccination site at this park. Because I switched. Dodger Stadium is no more. It's just a stadium now. Um, I'm at this park. And it's like the community center in the park. I'm going to try to set it up without being too convoluted. The community center is in the park. And then where we have inventory for the site location is in the like the back porch loading dock of the community center. That's where they have all the supplies for the inventory, for the vaccination site and stuff. So we were. I was going to pre-check, which was all the way around the front gate. I had to work that day. 
had three me three of us were there jesse and joshua and me and i was like oh wait i'm gonna run into the cave that's what they call it i was like i'm gonna run into the cave and get a bottle of water real quick i haven't done it so i left them ran into the cave ran all the way down to get my bottle of water ran out the other end of the cave tripped on the sidewalk <gasps> went airborne landed on my face in a flower bed and then stood up and went back to them it was 45 seconds that i was gone from them and i came back covered in dirt like i had rolled down the hill <laughs> Oh my gosh, Kyle. <laughs> it, was, it was so, like, it didn't hurt, but, like, I tried to do that awkward stumble thing that you do that's so ugly. I didn't even have time. I don't know how I got so, like, I went airborne and landed on my, like, on my face. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're not all smashed up. That's I know. what would have happened well, to me. Was, I, I, and we, we, we measured it with a tape measure. It was four feet that from where I tripped to where my face landed. No. I. <laughs> <laughs> airborne and landed on my face and they were like what the hell happened to you you were gone for 45 seconds and you look like right. you took a ride in a garbage truck <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. I was like I just ate shit on the flower bed <laughs> and there is a video camera there's like a security camera waiting to um like just back there to you know security camera i'm like i want to get that security footage i want to see me go airborne and land on my face oh, like yeah. literally on my face i yes. wasn't even hurt but then today i'm so sore just the oh, backs okay. of my arms are sore. yeah right right from and cat did you brace yourself probably, i guess i right? did i don't know but i was like covered in dirt and like joshua was with me i just told them i'm like i'm trying intermittent fasting today and he's like how's that intermittent fasting treating you Oh my like, gosh. I hate now, why, why are you doing that? Well, because I, um, I, when I was doing, uh, when I moved to LA, I was 205 pounds and that was the heaviest I'd ever been. And I did this gig that I, it was so physical. I lost 25 pounds. And then for oh. the next year and a half, I kept it off. Like I was like, good for me. Yay me. And then, and I, and I didn't even like keep it off. I just, I maintained. I was like, lived my life, had a physical life and did it. And then COVID hit and I gained all 25 pounds back. So I'm like, huh, how am I going to do this? And everybody was like, you've got to try intermittent fasting. You've got to try intermittent fasting. Yesterday, I wanted to kick people just because I was like, I'm so hungry. I want to kill people. Yeah. I woke up what, today. What, what are you doing? Like how many hours are you eating? Uh, I only eat between noon and 8 p.m. now. That's it. And oh. I eat whatever I want. And right. I was like, oh. and yesterday, like, two, like when I started, I hadn't lost any weight. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's not working. And yada, yada. I woke up this morning. I've lost five pounds. And I'm like, well, damn. Now I got to keep going because it's working. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, well, that's good, though. Yeah, that's hard. I think I tried to do that from like nine to five. I would eat because mm -hmm. I'm an early dinner person. Yeah. Um, but then I just did whatever. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> well, and I'm just like, I if if I have to like maintain this for the rest of my life, I'm just gonna throw it in the trash because I love cake. So yeah. yeah. So that's what that's I'm doing this week. I'm just like, ooh, and I'm trying to lose weight, but oh. we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, that's, that's exciting. You know, we we um we are building our home gym. Another oh, yeah. project. You show me the elliptical, the, the elliptical yes. to be envied by all. Oh my gosh, that elliptical, I'll tell you. And so then we're getting, um, we're upgrading our Peloton bike and then the tonal is coming as well. Oh yeah. So, oh, so you have Peloton. Yeah, I've and been you, a Peloton for a while. Yeah. Really? And you love mm -hmm. 
Love it. And I had the I have the tread, but I'm actually exchanging it. They've been having some problems with that mm. tread. So um <laughs> so I exchanged it for a full refund and now I'm getting a tonal, which I'm excited about, which is like the robot arms that come down and it's a personal trainer that that is um like you do a test with the with everything and it tells you like it measures each side of your body and then it coaches you to getting stronger. Oh wow. It's personalized. So it's like a personal gym. Yeah, thing, it's like, yeah, right. It's like a, it's like a personal trainer, but a robot. Which of oh, course that's is so fantastic. I know. I cannot wait. I've been for waiting for the digital age to show up fully, and now here we are. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, you know what I need. I really am waiting for um you know the the Jetsons um mm-hmm. Rosie Rosie the robot made. I was just that's, saying that everybody wants oh. the flying cars. I'm like, I want freaking Rosie. I want to just. <laughs> <laughs> I really want a Rosie. I want her to cook dinner. I yeah. want her to clean and mm-hmm. just talk and be nice and built exactly the way Rosie I was. I don't know if I want her to be too nice because I don't want to have to be nice to her. Like, <laughs> oh, no. you know what I mean? If she's like super nice, like a friend, I'm like, I'll be like, Rosie, <laughs> do you care to go make me some dinner? <laughs> it's like, make me dinner, Rosie. You're not a person. <laughs> Right, then you're dealing with a whole other layer of yeah, issues. Like, yeah, like, yeah, so that's me. <laughs> well, I want to talk about how you and I know each other. Okay. So I, have t- I think I've talked about it on the show a little bit, my journey into improv, but you were my first improv class ever. You're, you were doing... Some uh, you were doing classes at this little studio that you remember that uh, that studio yes. that had all Champions? those like what was it called? Champions. Champions. Oh, I never Champions. knew. I just knew the address, but I just remembered <laughs> we'd go into this like freight elevator up to the <laughs> up yes. to the third or fourth floor, and there would be like dancers tap dancing in the hallway, and <laughs> and you know like clowns juggling at another studio, and then there would be like martial artists doing the thing, and I'm like, this is so. Fan. This is like so show business. I'm like, this is Broadway on its best. Yeah, and that was my really first trip was. into it. You know, so oh my gosh, you know that studio. I don't know if it still exists. I hope it does. I mean, a lot of people talk about Champion Studios because it looked it was like a gym. Like it was really beat up yeah. a lot of times, and those guys would would repaint and repaint and try to clean it up and get new chairs. But you know, people are in there doing improv and they're you know clog dancing <laughs> and they're doing you know karate. You know, so the place got really beat up. Mm-hmm. And to me, even though it was kind of beat up, it really felt very gritty to me. Like mm-hmm. this is where work happens. As yeah, to, to I agree. You know, like yeah, you would see like. You could tell they were Broadway people in there sometimes, just at a yeah. piano, singing with an accompaniment. Amazing. And I'm like, right? oh, this is right. this is what we came here for. These right. almost painted over gritty windows looking over <laughs> big air conditioner units on roofs. I'm like, this yeah. is New York. That's it, baby. <laughs> Opera next door. Right. Exactly. It was right. it. But how yeah. did you, um, take me to your story. How did you get into improv? Um, well, okay. So I've been acting my whole life. I've been acting since I was in third grade. And, um, at some point I got to college and I took an improv class and that was my first experience doing improv. Um, and I, I went in, you know, sort of with both feet and, and had never really done games before or anything like that. Um, and I just had this wonderful teacher named Beverly Brum, who's now passed, unfortunately, but she's just mm. this incredible teacher. John Turturro actually talks about her a lot. Really? He also, yeah, he also went to my college, the SUNY New Paltz. 
And, um, you know, it, it, uh, I came in thinking I knew everything. Well, that's an exaggeration. I, I felt like I was, you know, well-versed in acting. I'd mm -hmm. already had training. I'd already done a lot of professional stuff by the time I got to college. So when I was doing improv, I was like, oh, I've got all this all this stuff in me and I'll be great at this and this will be wonderful. Right. And, um, I didn't realize I felt that way until I actually started doing improv and, um, I realized what a different animal it was. Yeah. And, um, so Beverly had me go up on stage and I was alone by myself, which you wouldn't really picture in an improv class. And she said, okay, so tell us about yourself. Just do a little monologue. And when I clap my hands, I'd like you to change into a different character and then have that character tell us about themselves. And every time I clap my hands, I want you to change your character and have that character tell us about yourself. So I thought, oh, I've got this in the bag, you know? <laughs> I can do this one. I've got characters at the wazoo. So mm -hmm. I started this thing and she clapped her hands and I did another character and she clapped her hands. Well, this went on for about 15 minutes. Whoa. She wouldn't let me go. <laughs> she made me keep doing it until I ran out of characters. And that happened probably in the first three minutes. And yeah. then um, I really didn't want to stop. I wanted, I couldn't fail, Kyle. I couldn't <laughs> fail at this challenge. So I, all of a sudden something shifted and it went out of my head and it went into my chest and things started coming out of me that I had never done before. I was, it was like the the bowels of my creativity that, mm -hmm. that from my childhood, from growing up in New York City, from every single person I'd ever met in my life started coming out of me. And it was just, it was like my soul took over. And wow. in that moment, it was, it was the freest I had ever felt in my body. And I felt 100% okay with who I was as a woman, as a comedian. I felt good with my body physically. I didn't have any embarrassments or hangups. It's like all of that left. And I was free for the first time mm -hmm. since I was a baby. And I was like, my gosh, what have I been doing all these years? Wow. And see, that's so, I'm, I've never heard that story. And I know you from a fully developed improvisational actor um, because that's how I met you. And you were this, you're tall, you're a tall woman. So yeah. you're, you, you've got, you've got this, you've got a presence about you and you have these big, big, huge eyes, these big blue eyes that just like pierce any wall <laughs> and, and your face, um, Ethan and I have joked about this many times that you are the rubber woman because you can contort your face into any character, <laughs> but you're, you're stunningly beautiful too. And that's, oh. that's the, that's the fun part is that you you found this way to just be beautiful because you don't care. And that oh, really is what it is. Like Kyle, you just don't wonderful. care. And yeah. you come in and you embody these characters. And I was in awe of you when I had, when I was in the first class, like I, I I've told this story, so I won't go into any stories. I had a friend who was a voiceover actor. He got, you know, when you're in the business, you get all these other advertisements for other things too. And he somehow got the advertisement for your class. And he was like, Hey, you might like this. And I was like, I was in a space where I needed to say yes to something and I needed to do something in that moment because it was just getting kind of heavy in New York City. And I was like, I'm going to try this. I don't even know what it, I never really thought about it. Went in and it super just changed my life because I watched you do all these things. And I'm like, I want to be that free. 
I want to have that much fun in what I'm doing in life. And that's it. So to know that you were just like had that transformative moment in the in there in your Uh, class is fantastic. I mean, I think that's the craziest thing about humanity and just in society. We forget that we're born with this magic Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with our minds. We can't control it. It's just it's who we are. It's our souls. Right. And so and so we go through life and we're following rules and going to school and walking in lines and not speaking out in class and doing all the things we're supposed to do. And somehow that gets buried. Mm -hmm. And in my whole life, ever since that moment where I found out there was this hidden treasure chest inside of me, I thought, my gosh, everyone in the world has to know this. They mm-hmm. have to know. And that's the only reason I've been teaching. And I've been, I taught the moment I graduated from school. You I did. Took that, I, I took that class three times. I started to being a teacher's assistant because that's the only way I could take the, <laughs> I kept taking the class. Then I left school. I went back to New York City and I was like, I have to teach this. Yeah. Were I they like, to. Samantha Jones, you've already made an A in this class. Why do you keep coming back? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then I thought, well, I don't know how to teach this. I've only experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not a teacher. I'm some actress woman, you know. Yeah. So I reached out to Beverly, my teacher, and I said, listen, I just want to I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to teach it, but I want to teach what you taught me. She sent me all of her lesson plans. Really? All of them. Every single <laughs> wow. one. She's like, here. I was like, what? And it was like <laughs> that. I mean, I still have the original book where I hand wrote, re- rewrote, transcribed everything really? she sent me. And everything I taught for the first three or four years of teaching before it started to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, you did um, you did private classes, in, in, like we said, at Champion Studio. And, and I'm sure you've done it at other places, too, um, mm-hmm. in that time. But then there something changed. But uh, but before we go there, I want to I want to talk about Champion Studio classes. I took, what, maybe five or six with you. Uh, oh, at least. At that time. And there was this yeah. merry band of wanderers we're not supposed to use the g word anymore but um (laughs) gypsy (laughs) oh yes (laughs) okay um there was this merry band of wanderers that would just take every class with you and and then the fun would be the core four or five that was us and then who else would show up and we'd play with them (laughs) um and i the only two i remember is I'm going to I'm going to lead with the uh this guy. I don't remember his name. Rick maybe. I don't remember. He was really into rock and roll and I just remember you would um you would always tell us to like walk around the room and do a patterned sound. It could be right. a a beat or you know a, just a, a ticky-tocky ticky-tocky or he, it could be a song we know and he would always go to rock and roll songs and then uh, the rest of us would have to re, uh, replicate that sound and his movements. Oh, I love it. And I, that's all I remember about him. He he would always he loved rock and roll. He was sort of like mid forties, um, and I cannot remember that? his name. I can't remember either. Dan Rick. To, I can't remember, but of course. Look. The only one that I truly remember to her core is Judith. Yes. <laughs> and she just oh. passed recently, didn't she, she? She just passed. Judith Burke was my oldest student always. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was always in her 80s. Right. I, like, know, I know she probably wasn't, but it I felt don't, like she was. Was she in her 80s when she died? 
I think she was, yeah. So she, I mean, I've only been, like, I started taking your class, I think, in 2014. Mm-hmm. So that, so she was in her 70s when I met her. Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. She and I met because I was selling real estate, one of my 9 million jobs I've had to try to support myself. Right. And um, she just, she took the first class and then she never left. Yeah. Well, and she was, you know, like you. She's like, that's it. When's the next one? You know, right. Kept doing well, it. and the thing about her, and I love it, she always went to murder. I don't know if she just thought, I don't know. Like, I really wish I'd have known. Like, you know, you don't, <laughs> when you do improv long enough, you're like, why do they always do that? Like, why do you yeah. always have a fight with your mother? That's something, you know? Yeah. I'm like, why does she always go to murder? Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> It was just her sense of humor. Like right. she really loved to be shocking. Yeah. Well, you she know? was. It was either murder or like, like, like I remember. We, for some reason, we did a lot of bakery scenes. We did a lot of ice cream shop scenes. You know, <laughs> and she'd be in the ice cream shop, and you they would start talking about the boss, and you knew that she was either going to have murdered him or slept with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, well, which exactly. one's it gonna be? But every, right. but it wasn't like she was a one trick pony. She was just so good at these scenes. <laughs> she she was really like, was. Where does this come from? It was so great, and it was so funny because she always had short term memory loss, like yeah. from the beginning, and she was very self conscious about it. And I said, Judy, it's a superpower in improv because you're so in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it like should be in a scene, and she would forget what just happened. And yeah. that's probably one reason she'd go to murder, because she's like, well, what the hell? Let's just murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd completely change the scene. Like, you'd be in the elevator. She'd be like, look at those horses. Let's get on them. <laughs> you know? I mean, just right. just change it, you know? But her but conviction was there. Yeah. And, like, I remember another one. We do a, a game called Entrances and Exits, where yes. we're all doing a thing. We're doing an activity, and then we all have a buzzword. And when that buzzword ha- comes up, you have to make an excuse and leave the scene. And when you hear the buzzword again, you have to make an excuse why you were gone and come back into the scene. And I remember one time we were building a sandcastle and Judith went back or Judith heard her buzzword. And like we we sort of developed the story that we were building the sandcastle for a sandcastle competition at the beach. And that was it. And Judith had her buzzword. She left, came back and she goes, (laughs) I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to a man from Hagen Dazs and he wants to uh he wants to uh sponsor our sandcastle for the <laughs> sandcastle. I was like, what? That's brilliant. Like, I was like, where did this come from? But she's like, I was talking to a man from Hagen Dazs and he wants to sponsor our sandcastle for the competition. I think we've got it in the bag. <laughs> I was like That's okay. And oh so that was the setting. Like, it was low stakes because it was just a private class in Champion Studio. But that is really where I learned improv. Like, that oh. was it from Judith, from you, from this guy, Rick. And I see, uh, do you remember DeMarco Majors? Do you remember no. him? He was he no. was in one of our classes. <laughs> you remember all these people. My God, I feel terrible. He was Who's in DeMarco your Majors? class. He's a bodybuilder. He's very, he's stunningly beautiful. And I've, <laughs> this is terrible. I've named his name. But there's pictures of him that are very risque on, on his Instagram. And I look at them from time to time because he's just beautiful. But he now lives in L.A. And I'm like, I wonder how we can talk about Samantha Jones with oh him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
That's hysterical. You know, I but really yeah. should come out and do a class when. I would love that. I would love it because I've got other disciples out there. You really do. It. You have a few. Well, yeah, a few have moved out there. Yeah, a few of us are here, and none of us really talk anymore, even though we know each other. But um, yes, that's right. Because I know Jesse and I know Demarco a little bit. But Demarco, he's a he's like a bodybuilder, and so we run in very different circles. Because I'll eat anything in sight and i'll be like your friends will not want me around because i do not look good in a speedo <laughs> well so, maybe he can he can talk to you about your intermittent fasting He'll oh my probably god be like don't do that it. if he can make me look like him i'd be like please let's do it but, <laughs> that's a reason to contact him. <laughs> right like hello you look delicious can i be that too uh, <laughs> But eventually you stop doing classes in the city because you are in a relationship with a delightful man, (laughs) (laughs) Michael, and his and his delightful daughter, Cricket, whom you have exiled from her room so you can have a Peloton. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. I know. So funny. Yes. So um, about nine years ago, Michael and I were were reunited. We dated back in college in that time that I was taking improv. And, um, you know, dated briefly, broke Mm -hmm. up, you know, as you do. And then years later, we were reunited and it was just the right time. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a huge upheaval. I mean, one of us had to move and he had the house and he had a job and he had all this stuff, (laughs) you know. And so I came up here and in the middle of winter, I came up here like right after Christmas. And I was like, oh, my gosh what am I going to do here? Like, you know, looking out the window at the billowing wind. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't think I would find anybody who wanted to do improv. Well, I've seen your videos and looking at your videos, it looks like Bug Tussle, the town I ran from. But (laughs) the thing is, I ran from Bug Tussle for many reasons. The fact that it's beautiful was not one of them. It is beautiful in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley where you live. And it's gorgeous. And yeah. that's where you were. I remember when you moved, you were doing a class with me. In the, yeah. Oh, yeah. I with, was. I think. Our, maybe you weren't doing a class. But I remember you. I remember specifically you were like, I come in from upstate to do this. Yes. And I'm not yes. doing that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. That's, I, I remember that right part. Because that. that's yeah. why I stopped taking classes with you because you left oh, New York City. That's Oh, my gosh, Kyle. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought maybe you were gone by then. No, because I you had left, and I just did not have the resources to take a train up to Hudson Valley every night. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so that's when I transitioned to the Magnet Theater and sort of went into oh, this, right. like, machine of an improv situation. And because of you, I was ready. Like, I showed up and showed out a little bit at, impro- at, at the Magnet because I of you. I did. So... Oh, but yeah, Kyle, so now also because of you. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, because like that moment you had on on stage, that wasn't your teacher. That was you. But she asked the right. exact right question to open that up for you. And that's what you did for me. Like, I, I like right. I know that is the one thing in my life now to this day that when I go into a room and so if if anybody ever asks me, what are you good at? I say improv. I'm fantastic at, <laughs> you know, it's like, you I know really that I are. am because of you. And, and that's, that's wonderful. Well, you know what? I think the trick is having a teacher who, who knows how to scare you, mm-hmm. you know, how to put you in certain scenarios that seem friendly, like yeah. improv scenes, but knows how to, how to, how to gear it up for mm-hmm. that person. 
you know, and, and you were someone who was willing, first of all, to do anything. Yeah. I mean, I really anything am, I told to this day. You'd always, every single thing I'd ask you to do, you'd burst out laughing and then you'd say, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Every single thing you were willing. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's 90% of it. Just, I just was at a place in my life then. And I wonder if that's the same for you in, in college or it, it, did you ever have this moment? I, that moment. I had moved to New York to be an actor and I had to do something to do that. And I was too scared not to say yes to anything. Like, I'm like, I've got to do everything. I've got to say yes to everything. And did you have that moment too, where you were just like, I've got to, I can't be afraid. Well, I can't, that's exactly. I mean, I feel like I'm dealing with anxiety in my fifties now because of that. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, because the older you get and you know, I don't want to like, this is not an insult because I'm, I'm dealing with it in my decade because the older you get, the more your body betrays you and the fearlessness is not wise anymore (laughs) because you're going to hurt yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, you know, what's funny. It's I'm realizing this about myself is that, you know, I had to, in my twenties in this, in New York, you know, people in their twenties, they're doing fun things, they're going out for drinks with their friends. I never did any of that. Mm -hmm. I never had the money. Yeah. And I, and I had two jobs and everything in between was trying to get on a stage. Yeah. So I had to make up rules for myself because I knew if I didn't, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I said I, I had to be on a stage three days a week, however I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, unless you're cast in a show, it's kind of hard. Do yeah, you, you got to do. I have an airplane. No, no. <laughs> Is that yours? It might be mine. I don't know. <laughs> no, I feel I feel a vibration. I think it's an airplane. Oh, that is an airplane. Amazing. Yeah, I hear it now yeah. on, your, on your end. <laughs> yeah. It's like right near my house. Great. Um. So if I didn't, if I, you know, it's hard to get into plays all the time. So I ended up doing stand-up comedy because yeah. it was the only way I could get on a stage by myself regularly. And I hated it. And I was really bad at it, um, which produced a lot of anxiety. Really? But, you know, at, at that point, you, you can't give into it. I couldn't be like, oh, I feel nervous or anxious. There was no time for that. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do it, someone else was going to do it. And back then, I was doing stand-up with a bunch of men. It was all men yeah. and me. And, well, and there was women me, peppered. It's weird. You hear these stories. There were women peppered throughout, but they never were had the resources to find each other. That's right. In a, that's in a way. Right. You were all in a, like a group of men. Every one of them. Yes. Been. And we all had to be friends with the men and yeah. be cool and funny and sarcastic mm-hmm. and all these things. So, so that kind of lifestyle of pursuing art, pursuing art and working all of the time to just survive yeah. creates a certain personality. And now I'm in my fifties. I'm I'm making a living as an actor. I'm still teaching improv. I'm in love. I live in a beautiful home. I'm safe, mm-hmm. and I've still got that pulsing through my body. Yeah, that high energy, and it's it's like oh, I, I don't need all of that anymore. I'm okay. Right. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, but it's but it true. doesn't because go away. Because you are having a lot of success too. You've you've got a lot of um a lot of uh gigs here Thanks. lately before before covid you were on a lot of tv shows <laughs> i was like yeah Sam. it was it's amazing mm. i yeah it's simmering along and i'm i'm very lucky to to mm-hmm. have had that established before covid because then i could continue right and you know tv has the budget to do covid so yeah they do <laughs> they really do um well mm-hmm. you moved to uh yeah. to what is it new paltz is that where you live 
yeah, in Rifton. I'm right outside. Rifton. Well, you moved up above the city. You're you're upstate New York in the Hudson Valley now, yes. and you. Yeah. In true Samantha Jones fashion, you're you're like, what am I going to do? So you started a school, <laughs> a school of improv. Yeah, that's right. Tell me about Hudson Valley yeah, it Improv. Started. Yeah, well, it started, it was an experiment because mm-hmm. I didn't really know anybody up here. So, of course, I got Michael involved. I yeah. tricked him. So he started doing it with me. And then I had a small handful of friends. And I was like, you want to come over Thursday nights and we'll just do improv and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we started doing that. And then and then I started thinking, well, maybe maybe I could advertise a class online and see what happens. And that's surprisingly, I started filling classes and we have a studio here in the house. So um, it, it just made sense that I call it Hudson Valley Improv right. when I formalized it. Um, and then, and then what ended up happening was I started collecting lifers like you who mm-hmm. never want to leave. So then we, then we sort of created a theater company that, that spun out of the classes. Um, and then that evolved into house teams. And then it's just been this, I yeah. never thought it would be this right. ever, ever, you Did know, you not? Way you, more this wasn't was what you set out city. to do. You were just wanting to no. have a space to perform No, and that was it. And now, no, yeah. It, well, Here it is. well, yeah, I just I just thought, well, I'll I'll, I'll keep teaching. And then um, what ended up happening was I'm always interested in doing what it is my students want to do. Yeah. And they just want to keep doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So so it's not even mm-hmm. like it's this, you know, multimillion dollar business because it's not. Right. It's just a it's it's lovely. It's just wonderful. It's like a passion project. You mm-hmm. just keep doing it. Well, and that and that's the thing. I feel like you and I are in similar positions right now because it's a, there's a lot of freedom in just having fun. And not everybody gets to do that. Yeah. And I because I feel because people are asking me, people, you know, you we're we're I'm working in humanitarian work right now. There's people from all over. We're just, you know, chatting, getting to know each other's lives and stuff. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm an improv actor and podcast host and a writer. And, you know, I'm doing, you know, and, you know, you wrote, you do the eye roll quote, air quote thing. Like I'm doing all the Hollywood stuff, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah. and then I just moved to this nice apartment and they're like, wow, you must be really making good money and acting. I'm like, not really. No, I just have a partner who makes pretty good money and we're doing our thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. in a space where I get to have fun because I've kind of bumped and, you know meandered my way into a space that's comfortable and safe and and fun and you know enjoyable and I now I get to like look around and see what else fun can I do and I'm like that's really lucky because some people don't have a support system like that that I do and it's like and it sounds like as you're talking about it you're like I just kind of stumbled into it because I looked around and what could I make with this space and here's what I made and it just kept growing and growing and I'm like Wow, that's I, I I think there's something there spiritual. I I would think, but oh yes, I just I don't yes. know, like being doing something. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Not be not being desperate, mm-hmm. and being able to just be present and be calm and yeah. listen and and just sort of say yes to everything coming your way and just see kind of how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of like the story of me going out of my head and into my heart, you know, where, 
where you don't know what it's going to... I mean, I certainly never thought I was going to live in the country. <laughs> you thought Ever. you were going to be this you cosmopolitan I mean, I woman who lived in New York City and yeah. bumped and grind into a right. cab, into well, a I club. thought I had to. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. I never thought it was possible. But then look what happened with technology. Yeah. I do all of my auditioning out of my home. Mm-hmm. I self-report to jobs all over the place. I drive myself. I never, that was never possible. Right. 15, 20 Well, years and ago. that's, that's interesting. That's the interesting part of yours and my friendship is that I did improv. You were this improv person that just inspired me to, to just keep doing it. I was like, I like this. I really want to do this more. I want to do more. And then you went to, um, went to the Hudson Valley and I was like, I got to keep going. So I went to the magnet theater, but then you were doing some good fun stuff in the Hudson Valley. And you were like, Hey, we're trying, cause the, <laughs> you're always exploring technology. And I love that about you. I remember when I was in New York, <laughs> Periscope, I think it was created by Twitter <laughs> yes! was, was a yes! thing. And I used it. Like I made some friends. I did. I had some contacts. People are still listening to my podcast today because I was doing Periscope videos from around the world. Oh, great. Um, and you were like, Hey, I'm doing this. There's a, there's a game that you play in improv called pass the cast. And we're going to try to do it digital. And we want, we need a host so that we can get from place to place because we're going all over town in the Hudson Valley and we need you to host it. And I was like, okay, like, yes, I will do it. I've <laughs> never hosted. And in that day when I'm hosting this thing on in Hudson Valley Improv or not Hudson Valley Improv on uh, Periscope, I was like, maybe I should start presenting too. Huh, I'm pretty good at this. And like you and I just kept like, yes. you kept being like, hey, can you do this? Because you're really good at it. And then covid hit and you've got this whole school in hudson valley and i'm like oh that's so i mean i'm watching from afar and i'm like that's so great for her i love that she's like doing that like that's her gig like bringing improv to people yeah and you were like mm-hmm. hey and i'd been I'd, I'd like it cost thousands of dollars to move your entire life from new york to la <laughs> so for the first two years yeah. I was here, I was broke. We were broke as a joke. Could not get anything. I was doing, the when I first got here, I was doing uh, financial bookkeeping, which I am not at all qualified to do. And I'm not good at it. And like, I was <laughs> oh like, I don't God. know where to put this money. I'm just putting it everywhere. I'm like, that'll go in that account. That's good. That'll go over there. Yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> I, I did, it lasted five months before they were like, mm, this might not be your jam. So, <laughs> but just stuff like that. It, it was like starting over. And finally, in 2020, I was like, Ethan had started getting some money. I started getting settled in what I was doing. And I was like, I'm going to finally do improv again. I'm going to go to, you know, the Groundlings, the UCB. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, stick my foot in improv in L.A. this time. And then COVID hit. And you were like, hey, we're trying to figure out what Hudson Valley is going to do. And we don't know. So we're just playing online. Do you want to come play? And I was like, yes. So you put me on a house team. And to this day, I'm on a house team at Hudson Valley until yes. until further notice, you know. So, we, yes. you and I just keep oh, finding yeah. and, ways and to we, play. So, <laughs> you know, and you know, it's funny is every conversation we have about what's going to happen and what's going to happen. It's always, but what about Kyle? Right. How is Kyle going to be part of this? It's like a regular part of the conversation. Oh my god! And um, it, it's just so funny. I mean, you've always been on my radar, and I keep I keep you on my radar mm-hmm. always. You know. Yeah. Um. And because, same. You know, when you find people, you 
Yeah. Yeah. And when you find people you love to work with, it's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is that person doing and when can we work together again? You know, right. Such a well, joy. and it was it's such I mean, a joy. I, I'm, I, that, to know that everybody's like, but what about Kyle? I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot of pressure. They're like, oh, we're not gonna, we're gonna stay digital because Kyle's in LA. <laughs> but I can't wait because, like, I'm on oh, a house I'm team. I'm telling with you, people. that's probably the only reason. Yes. <laughs> I'm on a house team with people I've never met in person. And we're really good friends at this point. And I love working with them. And Michael, your partner, he wrote me a nice yes. email. And I hope he doesn't, um, I hope he, I hope it's okay to say this. And, but he wrote me, he said, you're really good at improv. I really love doing scenes with you. And I wish we could do work together more because he was on one house team and I was on the other. So I never really worked with him very much. Right. I just, we were always in the same meetings and we'd see each other on special projects because yeah. y'all are doing all kinds of digital shorts and, and we're doing like fun yeah. scripted shows. We're doing a lot on digital and it's fun. And I love that you and I, again, we were like, what else are we going to do together? So you so so you and I actually started writing together. We are um writing yes. scripts together now, uh, which we have to get back into because my life just like and I was like, I gotta we take do. a moment away. But I was like, I've gotta get back into that because that was so <laughs> thrilling. Because we're writing, you know, scripts again. And it, I'm like, I love working with yeah, Sam Jones yeah. and I don't well, stop. we're working we're working on a not, I know, and I love it so much because writing a, a TV series, which is, or a film or whatever we're writing is, yeah. um, it's something that's new for both of us. Mm-hmm. So we're both like leading each other around, like, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> yeah, but we know right. what we like, we know what mm-hmm. we think is funny and interesting and, and just mm-hmm. sort of letting that lead us and trusting that we'll find it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we took a tiny little break because I remember you were like, you need to write scene one. And I was, and I got in my head, I was like, what do I need to do? I don't know how to do it. And I was like, I am questioning myself right into a not interesting situation and I was moving and like this was the hardest move we ever did moving to this apartment it was just I don't know why but I guess because it was so important that because I came in like this it's I I feel bad for even saying it out loud just in case I screw everything up this apartment everything that was kind of wrong with my life is now right because of this apartment like to the point of our cats hated each other for two years and they can we brought them to this new apartment and they just started cuddling and kissing each other. I was like, what is that? Like everything in my wow. life is falling into place and I don't like it. I'm used to having, <laughs> having to dance for my dinner. I don't like this at all. So this is exactly what I was saying about anxiety. You're used to kind of like living on a certain edge and then it starts to get easier and you're yeah. like, wait a minute supposed to be hard and weird you know and it's yeah not. it's getting well good, and that's you and know you know I'm, i feel like you're probably the same kind of way you give people great advice but then you like get dumbstruck when you need to have that advice given to you at the same time because it's, i told people exactly. they were like because people are like oh my god when does it get easier and i'm like it don't baby you get stronger the weight is always 25 pounds but you get stronger to lift it eventually and i so and yes. i tell people that and i'm like oh that's what happens. And it usually happens around when you go into a new decade, I think. Don't you think? Like, I get, I went yeah, into my 30s yeah, thinking, like, decades. you idiots. This is easy. Calm down. And now you've just entered into your 50s. And you're like, well, here we are. <laughs> I know. I know. And I always thought my 30s were going to be easy. They were not. Were they not? And even my early 40s weren't easy. Things, th- th- Yeah, things were not easy, really, until I got here. Yeah. 
Well, and I always tell people, I'm like, why I do you want to peak? Why do you want to peak in your 30s? Why do you want to peak in your 40s? What if you what if you lived to be 90 and your best days were in your 40s? That sounds really sad. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But. Yeah. It's like it's like you know what you have your whole other. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 50 now. And so now I've got what another forty years, fifty years? Who knows? Yeah, you. I mean, they and, say and like there's no that, reason if that was everything. Yeah, they say there's no reason people your age shouldn't live to be a hundred, and it's like you're only I'd halfway there. To. I would love. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm working out so much, and I changed my whole diet during uh-huh. COVID because I decided I want to live at least until I'm ninety-five, and I want to be really cute <laughs> and like. But like saucy, yeah, saucy and bossy, I and, think and you like will. you know, just have lots of. I hope so. I think you will. <laughs> you, you're gonna have chutzpah. <laughs> I would, yeah. I want. I want to be like still cleaning my own house at 95. <laughs> you know, like able to. Yeah. You know. Oh me, see, I want to be the person who goes out on my front porch and screams at the neighbors. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I would love oh to. I'd love God. for both yes. of us Please to be look- famous and still doing that. <laughs> like, get out of my yard. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. We can yell at each other and then right. laugh and laugh. Yeah, just laugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I'm going to eventually yes, get you yes. and Michael to move to L.A. Because we're going to write a TV show. It's going to be a success. We're going to live in Beverly Hills and we're going to have a pool right. we'll and have tennis to be courts. Out there. Yeah. Oh, and then I we'll get houses it. in I Connecticut oh, and God, we'll just, I'd love to- you know. <laughs> yeah. Connecticut, of course, that's the place, isn't it? That's, that's the it. place to go where it's very lush and you can hide and have a private house. And so, so I want to ask you some questions. This is a little self-indulgent, and I'm just going to say I don't care because I never had feedback like this. What were your that's thoughts true. when you saw when you met me and like when you started doing improv with me and teaching me improv? Um, I thought that you were game for anything mm-hmm. and I have to say like I recognized like I'm the same yeah I'm the same way like like I was the person in college who was like it's midnight everyone let's go for a joy ride and <laughs> run around in the woods like right. that's kind of how you are like yeah. I know that you would be fine with that mm-hmm. and so I recognized that in you immediately which always makes it very easy to do improv with a person like that yeah. because they're so receptive you were also once I and I always started my classes. I don't know if you remember by saying, "Listen, you don't know who I am, but just trust me." Yeah, you know, you and did. do everything I tell you to do. I always say that, and you thought that was hilarious and and took it seriously. You're like, "Okay, I'm just gonna trust you." <laughs> I did. And, I was and like, "You loved I feel it. it. I will." And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember too, actually watching you in the beginning when you would do improv games. Sometimes you look at me just to make sure that you were doing it right, just a little bit. Yeah. I don't even know if you knew you were looking at me. Like, you'd be in a scene, and they just take a look at me. And I was like, oh, my God, he can't believe how good he is at this. <laughs> like, you couldn't believe how great it was. And I know that. I know that's uh-huh. what you were like. This is great. I'm great at this. And, like, am I doing it right? It's, a, you know, like a million things going on because you can – I can you can – be read like a book Kyle I can I can as well <laughs> I really like can. your face your yeah you look right at your face and know exactly what you're thinking mm-hmm. and I just loved that that you it was sort of like putting a toddler out and they start walking and they look back and they're like am I doing it like that's kind of yeah. how it was and that's how it felt and um so it was just always a joy yeah well I always and you wanted were so to ask kind. you that. what's that I was kind. Oh, good. You were so, yeah, well, kind to the other performers. Mm -hmm. Like Judy. 
Yeah. Judy having her own limitations, you just found that humorous and, and you infused humor into everything you did with her, which made her laugh at mm -hmm. her, her, you know, forgetting something right. or something like that, which is what it's all about. Well, and you know, that's, that's what it's all about. I'm, that's sort of what I took from everything was like, and I, I, it sort of developed as I came to Hudson Valley Improv now. Like I, I think I was raw and good at improv before. And now I feel like I'm like, I know improv. The, I know the rules of improv. I know how to set your, set your partner up for a good scene. And that's what I've really taken to heart is gifting people, like giving them kindness and giving them something to just, like give them then the horse saddled and ready so they can hop on and ride. And I, that's, and that's why I and wanted to nobody like, talks like that. Right. Improvisers don't talk like that. They don't talk about, I know how to make someone else be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all it's about. It's well, about that. It's about lifting up somebody. And then in return, it just happens naturally. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's I think what yes that's, is about. that might be a pitfall for me just to like, because I do give that, and I think I get a little impatient with people when they don't return, when they don't, when they're not as thoughtful. And I'm like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. Because, like you just said, no one talks like that. I'm like, I don't think anybody is as thoughtful. And then I'm not saying like in a kind way, in a like in your own head a little bit way. Nobody's as thoughtful as I am. Oh yeah. Like I'm like, I've got to do this right. Oh, I've yeah. got to do this. I got to do that. You know, and you know, so I've got to keep myself in check so that I don't get too bogged down into the, you know the fairness of improv because I'm like, I'm always gifting her things and she comes in asking questions. <laughs> so. Yes, that's right. Well, yeah, but then, but then, you know, you realize why she's doing it and mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with you. Right. It's because she questions herself. Yeah, that's it. She questions herself. Mm -hmm. And that's why she starts with questions. Yeah. And when you realize that, Oh my God, it's like your heart immediately breaks. Yeah. For that person, that, that that piece of them is broken, and and but because we've all been broken like that, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what growing up is about, yeah. right? Break that that part of you, that confidence, that break it down. Mm -hmm. You know, learn your way, earn yeah. your earn your stripes, learn where your you know? spot is, and, and stand uh, on it, and that's it. Right, right. So the key is helping them realize that what's inside of them mm -hmm. is where that's where the magic is. Right, it's already there. It's not something to learn. It, it's there. Do you find... Just have to trust it. Yeah. Do you find that, like, do you find when you have conversations about improv with people, they're like, oh, that's so hard. And you're like, it's kind of not to me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. do you find that? Because, mm. cause, like, I, because, and I'm not like, again, I don't want people to think that I'm tooting my own horn and being like, I'm so good. There's a freedom to me in improv that is not there in, um in a scripted staged production that I, that I, that what is what I say is like, it's not hard because when you have a scripted stage production, you have a spot to stand on. You have a word to say, you have a person to look at, you have a, you have an, you, you have the way you have to do it and you have to figure it out before opening night or else you failed sort of situation. Whereas improv, you just have to go on stage and be ready to play and I'm like to me that's the easy mm -hmm. part like just be fearless like and even when you're mm -hmm. not having when you're having an unfearless moment to me improv can make you shake you out of that out of your head kind of thing like if you're having self-doubts go do an yes. improv class because that'll shake you out of it do you find that to be the way you approach oh. it as well 
Um, well, you know, I have found like when you're doing a scripted play and, you know, your job as an actor is to breathe life mm -hmm. into the character. And often actors make that disconnect where they they think that improv is different than acting. Yeah. And it's not because the improv is the life. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, being able to say lines and, you know, scratch your nose and scratch the back of your head and, and think about something important while you're talking to someone. I mean, mm -hmm. Meryl Streep is it is she's brilliant. You just looked like Meryl Streep if when you, you watched, were doing all those inflections. You did. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. She right. looks like Meryl Streep right now, the way right. she's doing this. She's wonderful. That's that's her, her thing. I was mm -hmm. watching, actually, Devil Wears Prada again because I've seen it a thousand <laughs> right. times. She's brilliant in that. And she has such an internal life that's happening mm -hmm. while she's talking, while she's doing, you know, she'll just, you know, that's all. That's all. Yeah. You know? Like who would ever th who would ever think that this this woman who runs this magazine would go that's all, <laughs> and it would be more powerful than that's all. Yeah, you know that's all. That's it's fantastic. I love it's that. brilliant, but that's that's what improv is. That's that that's that's the job of the actor to breathe the life, the life that maybe the writer never even thought of in their own words, mm -hmm. but to breathe the complexity of humanity into yeah. characters, and and improv allows you. To have to find your own humanity, honestly, mm -hmm. that's what improv does. It reminds you, oh, okay, I'm I'm weird, and I do this, and this is how I walk, and this is how I am, and this is what's natural to me, and that is of value because yeah. it's my quirks, it's what's what connects us, mm -hmm. is our weirdnesses. Yeah, and well, problems, and that's what it not, was. Not our perfections. When I met you, that's what yeah. it was. I was like, this woman is weird and gorgeous. That's what I want to be. <laughs> Like, I want to be pretty and weird. Yes. Like, I want to do that. That's yes. what I came here to Like, And I don't even know that I knew that. Like, you know how you look back on your thoughts from, from you know, the hindsight of 2020, and you're like, yes, that was the plan all along. And I'm like, I don't think it was. I don't th I think I'm. But no. now that I look back, I was like, that was the moment. That was the moment I was like, that's what I want to be, pretty and weird. And I, because that's good. And, yeah. and I don't just mean weird, but, like, you were. You were fearless. And I saw a knowingness in you. I was like, I want to know this woman because I think I've already known her in some other life somewhere. Mm. I think we, I think we've worked together before because you, you sometimes do that. You, you meet somebody and you, you're like, you look familiar. Like you, you, and I, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know about past life regressions and this and that, but I told people, I said, I think I recognize her from my future. And, and that's a, that's something that I think Ooh. I have a gift from. I recognize her from my future rather than my past Ooh. and that's what I had Ooh, with you I was like that. yeah it was it was that's how I felt with you and like every time you would pop up or I would pop up and we're like working I'm like maybe we can work together again I'm like yes yes yeah. this is gonna be a good day when yeah. you work with Sam Jones because I don't know I don't know you make, yeah. you make everybody feel safe like you feel safe like there is a oh. floor that is caught that is very cushiony in your improv mm. presence that you're like just jump around mm. because you're not going to get hurt because the floor is cushions and that that and yes and you're and you're brain yes and you don't yes. always get that you know it's it, no and, and you know what's funny when you're talking about being um weird and beautiful you know i had all the way up until that moment in that improv class mm -hmm. i was in a world of I mean, I was doing Jane Fonda tapes when I was 12 years old trying to lose weight. Really? I had my first agent 
Okay. Mm -hmm. My first agent, who was a big time agent when I was young, I was probably 16, 15. She, every time I came in and she wanted me to come in like once a week, poke my, poke my head in. She'd say, time, lose 20 pounds, Sam. That's all she'd say to me. Oh my gosh. Every time I walked That's in. That's so hurtful. Not even hello, how are you? Right. That's it. Yeah, that was it. And um, so, so this is a great story and it's horrific, but it lets you know a little bit of why improv was so important to me mm-hmm. is she, um, she told me to lose 20 pounds and, and I did And this, I was probably 16 or 17 at this point. Um, I got real thin and she sent me out for silence of the lambs for the girl in the pit. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting with the casting director and I'm reading the lines and it was going great. And he said to me, this is great. Will you put on 20 pounds for this part? So she, be- so maybe and not even I knowingly, did. she betrayed you in that way. Yeah. I was like set up. Yes. So I looked set at up him by and life. I said, like no. she, I don't think she knew that, you know, I'm going to not get her this part because she was going to get a commission, but like, because she wasn't seeing yeah. the real you, she was trying to see what she thought everybody wanted right. to see. And you know, right. It could have been something. Right. Could have been so a he, he asked. He asked. So he asked me if I would could do this, and I said no. And and I left, and it was it was so traumatizing mm-hmm. to me that experience. I was like, I can't win. Yeah. I'm never going to be beautiful enough. I'm never going to be the right type for this. And yet I continued on, you know. So then, you know, senior year, I don't get the lead in the play. I get the character role yeah. and everyone's telling me I'm a character actress and I'm going to have my success in my 40s and 50s. And nobody wants to hear that when they're 17 years old, right. even though it was true. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, but when I got into that improv class, I, I was walking around focused on my beauty. I yeah. wasn't focused on w- the meat. What makes me Sam? Yeah. And improv reminded me that that was powerful. Mm. And, and that, so that's why I can be messy. That's why I can, you know, be the most ridiculous looking person in the room because I know everyone else wants to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's there's power in truth, you know, mm-hmm. like your truth, your meat. And people will take that right away from you if you let them. They really will. And it's true. It's very true. Like, you have to, like, I'm a pretty, I mean, I rest myself in positivity. And people, they ask me, they're like, how do you stay so positive? And I'm like, it's not easy. It's a choice I make every day to, to, to go through my truths that I am who I am. I look at, I look like what I look like. Uh, my talents are what the talents are. No one can take that away from you, but people can make you feel like they're not important if you let them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's because I, I feel like I that resonates with me talking about a character actor having success, you know, a little later than than, you know, 21, because clearly I'm, if I'm going to have mm-hmm. success, it better be before uh, later than 21 because I'm 34. So, <laughs> but, right. but, you know, you can't turn back time, but. But no, I just, that inspires me so much. Who inspires you? Uh, Well, I think Meryl Streep is an actor who inspires me Mm -hmm. because she takes her time. Yeah. And she does her homework. Um, I mean, Frances McDormand. Mm. um, You know, actresses who um, are okay, and I talk about this um, 
actually talked about this in another podcast once about getting okay with having people just see you. Mm. And when I say see you, look at you and see you, see you inside, like getting to the point where you can let people see you um, and be comfortable with that. Yeah. And I feel like there's some character actresses today who are okay with being seen, like all their scars and bumps and, and, and love and beauty and hardness and all of that. Anybody who's like that, like um, sometimes I look at Ed Harris yeah. and I feel like he's like that. You know, he's so, you know, it's just, he, now he's just big uh, blue eyeballs. I yeah. feel like that's Ed Harris. You yeah. know what I mean? That's him. Bald and, head, big um, blue eyeballs, and, and, wrinkly face. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. And it's just, but you see his soul when you look in his face. Mm -hmm. And um, anybody who has the courage to be able to do that, I, I mean, it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. That's it. You that's know. the goal for me. Um, and luckily, mm. I have a friend who is about 15 years older than me who can show me the way <laughs> as she goes through it. I'll be like, I'll do what <laughs> Sam did. Right. <laughs> so, done well, and done. Well you, know, well, you know what's great? I'll say this about you is that you are finding the power in your story, your journey, mm -hmm. where you grew up, where you came from. Yeah. Your story with your partner, with 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 traveling across the country, with with how how I mean, I always I always thought I was actually thinking about you yesterday and I was like, you know, Kyle is someone who would say you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. And I was always someone who said yeah, but do I have to? Which is why I had so much anxiety mm -hmm. in my 20s and 30s because I had so much, I didn't really have financial security. I didn't have, you know, because I, I was just trying to do right. acting. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, um, and, you know, you, your whole journey, like you've so much in you that is just you. And I think wow. the key to success is finding that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, what do I have that no one else can do? And and at this age, I know what that is with me. Right. But I don't know that you know it about you, but I know it about you. Right. Is that no, there's no one like Kyle. I'm getting no there. One. And thank you for saying all that. That's so nice. But um, I remember I'm getting there because I remember um, there was this book I was reading, like, how to become a star that's something it was just you know something you read when you're 20 you're like I've got to do this and it said know what your strengths are w what do you bring that no one else brings and I had no idea what that meant at all when I was reading that book mm. and I was like what does that even mean I'm just I'm just a guy like I don't bring anything like a southern accent that's not a thing nobody cares about that and then now that I'm 34 I'm like ah I know what I can bring you know I'm starting to see what I can bring I don't know that I know what everything that's in that basket but I know that I, I know what that means now, at least. And um, someone asked me the other day. Uh, a, a well, improv. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I was going to say in your improv, mm -hmm. your improv, you're showing a darker side of you in I your really characters. <laughs> yeah. You're doing bosses who are a little angry. Mm -hmm. And like you've got you've got the stuff like from all these day jobs that you've had. Yeah. That stuff is coming out, and and it came out for me too. Like, but you, but it's like it's like part of your DNA. Like you understand mm -hmm. these people that you're being, yeah, which is amazing. I love to it. Watch. Yeah, it's true. And sorry, go ahead. I think that's um, I think that I think that's true about you and me. I, I would assume about you because I don't know everybody that you've met in your life, but everybody that I've met who's who's made any kind of impact, good or bad, I'm like, you now belong to me. You live right here in my soul and yes. you will see the light of day again from my, in the way that I want you to. 
That's it. Yes. Um, I had yeah. a. <laughs> I mean, that's how I live. I'm like, you now belong to me. So you don't You're know. It. You get to yeah. live your life freely, but there's a part of you that belongs to me, and I will tell this story one day. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly it. But that's so funny. Somebody asked me at work. There was it was because I'm I am um I'm a civilian working for Core, um, the Sean Penn's nonprofit, whatever. So I work with nurses to help them vaccinate and a nurse asked me the other day you know again doing the whole like life what do you do where are you from you got an accent and I was like I'm an improv actor and yada yada did my whole spiel because we worked together all day so I was like let me just go through and give you my profile and then we can chat all day uh he was like oh you're an actor and I was like yeah and he goes are you famous and I was like well no because I work for core I mean if I was famous I would not be out here on a basketball court helping you give people shots but (laughs) But, um, or maybe I would, I don't know. Maybe you would. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not famous. And I said, I, I found out a long time or a while back that I don't do what I do for the fame and the fortune. He goes, well, what do you do it for? And I said, the fun, I don't need fame and fortune. I need mm-hmm. fun. If, as it. long as it's enjoyable to me yeah. and I can pay my bills and I can live a pretty good life outside of that work, then I'm living a good life. And, and. I think you've That's done it. that too because you're because now that you've come to this space at Hudson Valley, you're getting all this work, and I'm like Sam's on TV again. There we go. Yeah, so. Right. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, that's really the key. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know, for me, removing the stress of just trying to live in New York City. Yeah. You know, it's much easier for me to live off an actor's salary in the country mm-hmm. and an improv teacher's salary yeah. in the country. Um, you know, and, and also it's nature mm-hmm. and it's not ambulances every five seconds. And, yeah. um, and I own my home and it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm at the point where, where it is about the joy. Yeah. It is about playing the characters that feel good. And it's about working with people who feel good and, and having an agent who feels good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's about feeling good. Yeah. You're right about it that. It feels right. And, you know, I, just yeah. to kind of wrap it up, when I was in New York, I had, we had all these, you know, in your twenties, you meet, you meet, meet all these people who are, there to make it big. They're going to be the next Sutton Foster. They're going to be the next Renee Fleming. They're going to be yeah. somebody, you know, they're going to be big. And, or that's their, yeah. that's their plan. And they go to the gym. Mm-hmm. They go to the acting class. They go to the singing class. They go to the dance class. And they're like, and you're like, do you want to go to dinner? And they're like, no, I can't. I got to go to dance class tonight. Or I got to go to, I got to get my work in out, work out here. And I'm like, what if you don't make it? Like, what if what your plan is just doesn't come to fruition? You're wasting a lot mm-hmm. of time really hoping that plan comes to fruition, not living a life going to dinner or mm-hmm. going, you know, going to a show or going to a club and dancing for a little while. Like, live a life. And, yeah. like, I I yeah. know that I want to do some of that stuff, but I don't want that to be my whole life. Like, if that's the whole life, then that's no, not well, worth also it. You, you have to have a life. Yeah. Yeah. you got to have life experience and relationships to be able to feel as an actor, mm-hmm. to be able to do any of that stuff. You know, I mean, I understand the, the wanting to take classes and all that stuff because as long as you're pursuing, it, it's like a focus. It's yeah. like a like a meditation. It keeps you focused, which is great. Yeah. Just make sure you're balancing it right. with other stuff. Fun and that's, stuff. that's what, that's what mm-hmm. it came to me from. But... This has been so much fun to sit and chat with you for an hour and just yes, see my I friend loved it. Thank and you. just geek out about improv and geek out about, yes. you know, 
having a balance yeah. in the industry. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, and telling each other how great we right, are. Right, <laughs> like that's it. Let's, that that's the best brunch of all. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Thank you for having me. It Thank was you for coming on. I and I might be like tap tap. You're fun. Let's do this again sometime. Hopefully you'll come back, or maybe I'd love it. I can come to the Hudson Valley and we can do one in person. And then we can, you know, yes, have let's fun do and do improv again. We'll in sit on my on my patio. Yes. Oh my god. Do it. I yes. Love let's it. do it. All right. Well, um, before <laughs> we go, I want you to give all of our listeners all the information they might possibly need to get information about Hudson Valley Improv because that's your oh your lovely thing. That's my thing. That's your thing. Okay. My lovely thing. So Hudson Valley Improv's website is HudsonValleyImprov.com, and we are making a concerted effort to keep an online presence even after the world reopens because we want to be able to work with wonderful people like Kyle all over the country. Um, And please come take our classes. Um, I teach and my partner Michael teaches, and then uh, we have a wonderful house team. Um, which you can read all about on the website. My web, my acting website is therealsamanthajones.com, and um, you can find all my links and info there. Well, if you would love to show some love to this show, rate and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review, and I might read it on, la- on the show one day. If you want to follow me, go to Kyle at Kyle L. Henderson, both on Twitter and Instagram, and Well, I always give a disclaimer at the end of the show uh, to wear your mask and get vaccinated, but wear your mask within CDC guidelines and go to dinner and go to movies again because they are giving you regulations on how to do that. It's time to start living that life, but first you got to get vaccinated. So until next time, bye. 